your goodness endures continually. And Lord, right now we thank you that your presence, Lord, is not simply in a building. For Lord, you cannot dwell simply in a building. But your desire is to dwell inside of the lives of each of your believers, the children of God. Holy Spirit, we thank you that it is your joy to take up residence in our heart. And Lord, right now we do lift up our hands and our hearts, God, and we confess that you are good. Lord, in blessing and suffering, Lord, in life and in death, you are good. And Lord, we declare your goodness in Jesus' name. And can we have one more honking hallelujah? God is so good. What an abrupt way to end a worship service. But I love it. I've been telling some of you, you know what? We'll just keep doing this outside and the world's going to say, get him back in the church. No, you're not going to keep us in the church. No. God has called us to be salt and light. I just want to thank you so much for being with us. Can you all hear okay in your radios and stuff? Awesome. Randy, good to see you, Randy. I want to tell you, I am so thankful for the technology that we have, but you know what? The gospel of Jesus Christ is the story about Jesus coming in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. When Jesus came, he didn't send us a YouTube video. He didn't send us a Facebook chat. He didn't send us an email. No, when God came from heaven, he came in flesh in our humanity, and he identified with you and I and the people of God in the church of Jesus Christ. It'll never be replaced by the Internet. No, the people of God is you and I coming together as the people of God and the presence of God coming to be with us in our midst. Amen. If you believe that, give a honk and amen. <laughs> Well, welcome. If you are listening by YouTube or Facebook, we do welcome you here. It is just though, you know, we long to be together. I want to tell you, church, as your pastor, there's probably nobody that desires to be together more than this guy here. I love you, and we are praying, and that day is coming, and we are going to be together. But listen, let's believe God, not just for us to be together Let's believe God to say, Lord, we want this gospel to get outside of this building in a much greater way than ever before. Amen. God has called us to reach this world to our neighbors all around us. And so we just want to trust God for him to do a great and mighty work. We do have a couple of prayer requests that I want us to pray for. Uh, We had some of our church members who were on a motorcycle ride earlier this week and uh, Darcy Uh, who's a friend of this church, and her son William were injured in a motorcycle accident. We're going to pray for them. Pastor Tom and June, he is uh, making good progress. June's not feeling well, or they would be here this morning. But we're going to lift up them in prayer. And if you have a need, that you just need a miracle in your life, you need God to do something in your life, would you turn on your hazard lights or your lights, flash them at me or whatever, just to say, yeah, I've got a prayer request. I've got something I need the Lord to do for me. Amen. Thank you, Kitty. Anybody else? Well, let's just lift up our hearts to heaven right now and just believe God to do wonderful things in our families, in our homes. Once again, isn't it great to see Steve and Charlene back up there together? I want to tell you. (laughs) We love you. 
It was tempting. We have a, an empty grave uh, a thing that we made for Resurrection Day a few, day a few years ago, Bruce did, at the prison. And I thought we should have had Steve come out of that grave when he was coming, because Steve, you are the Central Park Lazarus. Heart transplant back in September, October, September, on life support numerous times at death's door, and God has brought him back Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that where two or three are, you are here in our midst. And God, we look forward, not with sorrow at all the bad that's happened these past few months, but God, we look forward that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus, we are trusting you to do great and mighty things, not just in this work, but all around this world in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray for Darcy. We pray for her son, William. for their husband, for her husband, Rob. We pray, God, pour out your spirit upon that family and bring healing into their bodies in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for Pastor Tom and June for the progress that you're making in his body. And we just pray for a miracle to continue in his body. And we pray for healing in June, whatever she needs, that you would touch her by the grace of God. Lord, for every need represented here, we join our hearts together. And Lord, we say that our eyes and our faith are on you, for you are the great I am, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen! Hallelujah! Be careful, I'm going to blow my voice out here, but oh well. Always come back. We just want to say a few happy birthdays here really quick. I think I see the Hernandez family over there. Rebecca, happy birthday coming up. Uh, Floyd, He's got a birthday coming up. I don't know if I get in trouble if I say how old he is, but he's got a birthday coming up. And uh, Floyd, we love you so very much. Charlene, happy birthday to you. And also Rick Harper, Rick and Judy. Judy is recovering from her surgery. We pray for you guys, and we love you as well. And thank God for what you've been doing for this church the past couple of months. And also uh, Devaney. We want to wish her a happy birthday. We're going to get into God's word here briefly. I want to let you know we will receive an offering on the way out. If some of you have asked, are we going to receive an offering? When you leave the church parking lot, we'll do so in an orderly manner. And Bob, Mr. Bob Copen over there, wonderful usher, he's going to be at the gate there with a the basket. You can drop it off in there. And uh, just God bless you for that. But let's open up God's word. If you have your Bible, we're going to be in the book of Philippians to start off. The book of Philippians chapter 4, I have a a brief message that I want to share with you this morning. This morning, the thrust of my message this morning is the church of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news, and God is the God of the impossible. No matter what is happening, God does not want us as his people to fall into grumbling or complaining and murmuring. No, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And in Philippians chapter four, verse four, I I can't hold two, three things at the same time here. But Paul, the apostle, he was in prison and he said this rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. 
He didn't say do it sometimes. No, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I have tried to encourage you the past couple of months on the Internet to try not to get wrapped up in all the news and the bad stuff happening on and allow that to consume your life. Why? Because if we allow the things of this world to discourage us, it's going to sap the strength right out of you. No, we have good news, church. Jesus Christ, he rose from the dead. He is victorious over the grave. And we have the hope of eternal life in our hearts. Hallelujah! And so, and so allow the joy, God's joy, to come into your hearts, church. If you are lacking in the joy of the Holy Spirit, I just want to pray for you right now that God would clothe you with garments of praise to lift off that spirit of heaviness. He has called us to be salt and light. And if we're all sour, like sour lemons or like, you know, pruned up pickles or pickle pickles, you know, what kind of a message is that? No, in spite of the opposition, in spite of all the things that we don't agree with and we don't like. And and if I could ask, by the way, Please stop sending me conspiracy theory news things about all the bad stuff that's happening. You know what? I'm aware of what's going on. Send me scriptures. Send each other scriptures of hope of what God has in store. If you agree with that, honk your horns, please. <laughs> I want to turn to Philippians chapter 2 now. Philippians chapter 2. Hey, uh, I need some help back here really quick. Rick, can I get my pulpit, please? Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. That little wooden one would be great. All right, Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Paul the Apostle said, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless. Thank you, Rick. That you may be blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, nor labored in vain. Do all things without complaining and disputing. Why? That we would become blameless and harmless children of God, that we are shining as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. God wants us to have his joy in our hearts. And so if I could encourage you to say, Lord, if I've been complaining or murmuring, let's just give it to the Lord right now and say, Lord, I have much more reason to rejoice in Jesus' name than I do to have to grumble or complain or be sad. Why? I've said this so many times in this church. A person who is in Christ, if you are in in Jesus and he is in you your best days are always ahead of you in Jesus name if you believe that honka hallelujah And so, church, we are the people of God. In the book of Acts, the people of God were known not for their grumbling, but they were known for their joyful hearts as they shared the good news. If you write a reference down in Acts chapter 5, verse 40 through 42, the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders, had commanded the people of God to stop preaching the gospel. They had said, if you don't stop preaching, we're going to persecute you, throw you into prison. They didn't go home and get on the Internet and search all the bad conspiracy theories 
news of what the government was doing. No, they left that place rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, the early disciples, they were known for their joy. And so we need to say, Lord, I want to cast off the spirit of heaviness. I want to cast off all of the gloom, the doom, the darkness, the despair, and say, wait a second. Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus is still the Lord of my life. Jesus, he has my name written in the Lamb's book of life. And so long as I am his and he is mine, the best days are always ahead in Jesus' name. If you believe it, say amen or honk your horn. Listen, the gospel is always good news. If you're going to go home and eat a wonderful, delicious meal, some of you may have a barbecue. That sounds like a great idea. Have a barbecue. But how many of you would like to have a scrumptious barbecue? Everything's prepared. But yet, all of a sudden, you find out the meat's been contaminated. All of a sudden, your kids got out or you know put something on there that made it bad. Listen, we can contaminate the gospel of Jesus Christ with our attitudes if we're all sad and doomy gloomy and we don't allow his joy to radiate from our lives let's say lord your gospel is good news it's the hope of salvation for all those in this world i don't want my attitude or my discouragement to taint the food of the gospel of jesus christ lord i want to serve your message with the hope that it is in jesus name if you believe that honka hallelujah So number one, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Therefore, resist grumbling because Jesus is on the throne. Number two, the gospel thrives in overcoming impossibilities. The Bible is filled with stories of God's people overcoming impossible situations. Whether it's God delivering his people out of Egypt, our God is on the throne. Please say amen. Whether it's Queen Esther... Thank you. Whether it's Queen Esther and you had a wicked Haman who was planning to... to, to Uh, What's that word? He's trying to wipe out the people of God. And you know the story of Queen Esther and Mordecai, how God intervened on behalf of his people. Our gospel, the Bible, is filled with stories of God overcoming impossible situations. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego being thrown in the fiery furnace. But yet when they're in the midst of that fiery furnace, who was with them in the midst of that fiery furnace? But Jesus showed up in the midst of that fiery furnace. So church, amen. So let's not complain about the fiery furnace. Let's not grumble and go. No, let's be looking for Jesus in the midst of the fire to say, Lord, I don't like the situation I'm in. I don't like what's happening in our country. But Jesus, your gospel is the power of God into salvation. It is not dependent upon the government. It is not dependent upon all the social systems. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God for salvation to all who believe. If you believe that hunk of Hallelujah. We see the story of Jesus feeding the multitudes, the 5,000. We see Jesus rising from the dead. We see the, God, the, the disciples, these 12 disciples who are called fishermen, tax collectors. They were uneducated men. And these disciples of Jesus Christ, the 120 who were in that upper room, they had no YouTube. They had no Facebook. They had no TV, no radio. And yet those 120 people turned the world upside down 
around in a very antagonistic society. We don't need to keep grumbling and complaining about how bad things are. We need to say, Jesus, this is an opportunity for the gospel to rise and to shine and to let the glory of God be seen on his people. If you believe that, hunka, hallelujah. God wants to do it again, church. The gospel thrives in overcoming adversity and impossible situations. Therefore, resist focusing on what we don't have or what we cannot do. And instead, let's begin to focus on what our God is able to do in Jesus' name. Say amen. It'd be too easy to say, oh, I want to go back in the church. Oh, I want to be back in there. And I want to tell you as your pastor, I long to be collectively together as the people of God. But this is God's word for us this morning, church. Let's stop focusing on what we've lost or what we cannot do. And instead say, Lord, Christianity, if we've got the power of the Holy Spirit, we should be the most dynamic, creative, overcoming people of God. That no matter what you throw at us, you are not going to prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. How how awful of it is it for the people of God if we're like, oh no, no, no. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. It is going to rise and shine and thrive no matter what comes our way. Why? Because Jesus is still on the throne. If you believe that, honka hallelujah. So second point was this, is gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it thrives in overcoming impossibilities. Number three, I want you, church, to prepare your hearts for Pentecost Sunday next Sunday. I want you to prepare your hearts to receive his fullness, his empowerment, his guidance. Listen, the Holy Spirit does not dwell in this building. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. For those who may not know what that is, what is that? That's the day when we celebrate in the book of Acts chapter 2. Jesus told his disciples, hey, I'm going to send to heaven, but I want you to wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. And when you wait on me, he's going to send the promise of the Father upon his disciples. Those 120, they went in that upper room. They waited upon the Lord. And you know what happened on Pentecost Sunday? There was the sound of a rushing mighty wind and it filled that whole place and they began to speak in unknown languages that they had never spoken before and they were clothed with the mighty power of God. Listen, those people are no different than you if you hunger and if you thirst for more of God. If you will say, Lord, I need more of you. I don't need simply to get into a church building. God, I need your power in my life. If you believe that, honk hallelujah. The government never could shut down the church. The church has never been shut down. Why? Because you are the church. The buildings were never meant to represent the church of God. No. In Acts chapter 7, verse 48 through 50, I'm going to read that briefly here. 
Acts chapter 7, verse 48 through 50. Church, I want your vision to enlarge of God. What is your church all about? I'm thankful for this facility. I'm thankful for our property. Of course, I'm praying to be able to meet together. There's stuff that can be done in this building. But listen, I want God to enlarge our vision about what is the church of Jesus Christ supposed to be all about. Acts 7, verse 48 says, However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, as the prophet says, no, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has not my hand made all these things? And as I said, church, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, I believe. The Holy Spirit is looking for hungry hearts, for those who will simply not just pray to say, Oh God, please open the doors of a building. No, He is looking for hungry hearts that will say, God, I need more of you. This nation needs more of you. It doesn't simply need the church to run into their buildings and hide once again. No, God is wanting the church to be thrust out of this building, thrust out of all the churches, and to begin doing what God has called us to do. If you believe that, okay, hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, for you are bought at a price? Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Let's be... Amen. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit into our families. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit into our marriages. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit of God into our communities. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if He is the God of miracles 2,000 years ago, He does miracles even today. Honk out of... The last scripture I want to leave with you this morning is found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. Before we turn there, church, I want to tell you, I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited. I want to tell you, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when I heard about having a parking lot service, God forgive me, I wasn't excited. I was like, I don't want to be in a parking lot. I don't want to be in the building. And then God reminded me this morning, oh, I don't want to cry right now. Back in 1992 or 93, I was at a church up in Edmonds, Washington, Westgate Chapel, just an 18-year-old, 19-year-old young man. I had no desire for ministry whatsoever. I went up to an altar of God in a Sunday evening service and just began to pray, dedicate my heart to God. And God gave me a vision, one of the only ones I've had in my life, of me preaching in a big town square to people. And the Lord reminded me of that this morning and said, Son... Get ready, get ready. God's work is just beginning, church. Listen, he who begins a good work, he is faithful to complete it. He doesn't want us to simply... He doesn't want us to simply be in here, church. But he wants this gospel, not even just in this parking lot, but in this world. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some people, they're going to regret the day that they said, you know what, you can't have church anymore. Why? Because the church is no longer, it's not in the building. No, we are the church and it is time to proclaim his gospel. 
It is time for us to allow God to use our voice. It is time for us to allow God to use us to arise and shine for the light of God has come. And His glory is risen upon us. If you believe that, shout Amen. My prayer for you this morning is Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with mighty power through his spirit in your inner man. I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you would be rooted and grounded in love, that we would comprehend with all the saints the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that we would be filled with all. Everybody honk all. That we would be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. According to his power that works in us to him. Be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. In summary, church, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Therefore, resist grumbling. If you have been receiving or sending doomsday messages, conspiracy messages, I encourage you, knock it off in Jesus' name. Get into the gospel of Jesus Christ because that is the good news of Jesus Christ. If we allow our attitudes, our doom and gloom faces to contaminate his word, listen, nobody's going to want to be saved. We have the hope of Jesus Christ. And so let's say, Lord... I want those garments of praise. Lord, I want them to lift off and drive away that spirit of heaviness. Lord, I want you to anoint the people of God with the oil of joy and gladness. That, Lord, whether we're in Walmart or Safeway at the park or camping, that, Lord, that when people see the people of God, that they would see people who are filled with joy in Jesus' name. Secondly, when we see impossible situations, situations that we do not like, rather than complain about them, say, Lord, there is opportunity. Lord, you just want to do something different. You want to do something new. Maybe God will say, you know what? It's out with the old, in with the new. And let's say, God, I want to look forward to what you have in store. Why? Because our God delights in overcoming the impossible. Thirdly, prepare your hearts for Pentecost Sunday, church. Prepare your hearts in hunger and desire and to say, oh, Lord, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I need more of you. Oh, Jesus, you said in the last days that you would pour out your spirit upon all flesh. You said in the last days that our sons and our daughters would prophesy. Our old men would dream dreams. Young men would have vision. Oh, God, Pour out your spirit in mighty ways in Jesus' name. If you believe that, honk, amen. I'm going to ask our worship team one last time to come. 
If Steve and Charlene, Bruce and Jenny, we're going to close this service off with a time of praise and just sing one more song of praise to our Lord. I want to encourage you, church, continue, pray one for another. Let me say in closing, the church isn't the building. No, you meet from house to house as well. Everybody say amen. amen. No honking. You continue to pray one for another, encourage one another. I just tell you, well, I don't care if it's on YouTube. You meet from house to house and you do whatever you need to do to be the people of God. Listen, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ, but it is going to rise and shine and watch the power of God, the salvation of God to go out into this community. And let's believe God and trust God for him to see souls saved, lives changed in Jesus' name. I'm going to wrap this up with a prayer of salvation before we get into this song. But as they finish the song, you're dismissed to go. Don't forget, if you want to, uh, to give to the Lord, we'll have the opportunity to the gate. But if you need Jesus, perhaps he showed up in our parking lot and you realize, you know what? I need Jesus in my heart. I want to invite you to say that sinner's prayer right now. Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner. God, I confess to you that I have fallen short of the glory of God. And I am in need of a Savior. Jesus, would you wash my heart clean from every sin? Jesus, would you wash me from the filth of all this life? Jesus, I want to be born again by the Spirit of God. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, I encourage you, send us a message. Write us a message on the internet, but let's close this time off in prayer, church, and believe God for him to do great and mighty things. Again, let's not look at the problems, church, but let's look for opportunity for God to do great things. I love you, and I can't wait to see you again. God bless you. So oh.